Whether you're a professional athlete or a seasoned corporate executive, it is easy to enjoy a lifestyle where a paycheck is calling all the shots. But is that sustainable forever? Welcome to Tell Your Boss I Quit with Pete Gutekunst, founder of Good Financial Services and financial planner with Raymond James. Pete helps you financially bridge from the journey you've started through the life goals you've imagined. Sooner or later, by force or by choice, life takes turns. Listen as Pete discusses how to take charge and make your move on your terms with confidence. Have you picked up your new 2023 calendar? I mean, the one with the big boxes for each day, so you can write down everything you intend to do. Well, the organized planners of the world will tell you this is the time of year to reflect on the past months and create a plan for moving forward. Your host, Pete Gutekunst, is here to share how New Year's resolutions might be hard to keep, but financial goals can be set, they can be adjusted, and they can be reassessed at any time of year. Although, no time is better than now, right? So, Pete, we do tend to think about a fresh start with the new year, but at least this past year, thinking about the past may be downright discouraging. Really now? Uh, yeah, well, I guess it could be a little discouraging, but I think for almost all investors, 2022 was a, was a difficult year, but you can't dwell on what happened. And we always need to focus on where we go from here. And the Marine in me thinks of uh, <laughs> one of the famous Marine Corps quotes is, retreat, heck, we're just advancing in a different direction. <laughs> I like it. I like yeah. it. And that's what that's what planners do. We, you know, we look at where we are and where do we go from here. So we don't want to we don't want to get stuck and burdened by what we feel happened this year. How do we move forward from here? And where do we move at this point? And we we had a podcast not too long ago where we mentioned a lot of investor quotes. And one that I love is Sir John Templeton. The best time to invest is now. And, uh, and I'll put one, maybe someday someone will Google this and they'll find this famous financial planner quote. Pete Gutekunst says, the best time to plan is when you have tomorrows. And I really believe that. There, we, we look at where we are today and where are we going to be and where are we going to, tomorrow. And as long as we have a place that we're heading to, this is the best time to be planning. And I think that's why holiday time is such a great uh, time of year to be planning because our tomorrows actually, in this case, are going to bring us to a whole new year. And so we can really be thinking about what the next year can bring and the years ahead. So it's a good time to reflect. It's a good time to remember. Uh, but it's also a good time to wish and dream and just really think about what's possible. And that's what we really want to be focusing on, I think, at this time of year. I really, I really love that phrase about the tomorrows. That's fantastic, Pete. And I'll bet you one day it will be. Somewhere in Google, it'll be in there. That's right. You'll look it up. You'll you'll find it. So I'll, I'll be one of those guys with a quote. That sounds that's a that's that's a goal I have. See, I'm already setting goals for next <laughs> Love year. It. Love it. <laughs> but now, okay, what comes first, setting goals or organization of your financial information? You know, that's a that's a great question, and I want to tell you my own personal story about just this past Thanksgiving holiday. Uh, I'll tell you a story as a dad, and I'll just tell you as a story as a person like everybody else who has dreams and wishes and is trying to just make their own financial plans looking forward. And my daughter was home for, for Thanksgiving. I've got two grown kids who are out of college. I have one still in college. And my oldest, my daughter was home. And she's really contemplating 
uh, you know, a, a, a lifestyle change. She has t- taken on a career that has some seasonality to it. So I've never worried about my oldest. She always lands on her feet. I'm not worried about her financially or anything like that. But it's a little bit of a different path that maybe I would have taken. So it's a little scary. It's a little, it's exciting. It's, it could be financially precarious. And, and she had a lot of things going on in her mind. What, where should I go? And what job will I have when I get back from, from some travel? Cause right now she's planning on doing some world travel. Cause she has the opportunity to do that and had so many questions up in the air And I found that we had a what matter, what I call a what matters most conversation. And what I discussed with her is, you know, what is it that you're really trying? Let's just get it down to a few couple of things. So for her, it was goals that really came first. And what she was most worried about is she was worried about being a young adult. She's been out of college for a while and she wants to be doing all the right things. Her father's a financial planner. So she wants to be setting out and saving correctly or appropriately or doing the right thing and and starting to invest and save early, which is great. She knows that she is trying to be financially uh, responsible. She's trying to get herself on a, on a good foundation. But she's also, like I said, she's got an opportunity because of the seasonality of her job to do some travel. So she wants to have this investment component working for her. And because she's going to do some travel, she's going to need to have cash on hand when she gets back, because when she starts, when she returns, she won't just be right back at a traditional job and getting a paycheck right away, like, uh, you know, a more, you know, Mm -hmm. I'll call it normal thing, let's say. And then if this all works out the way she hopes, she can work the seasonality work and she'll do it again next year. And so we really broke those down as her three key things is what do you have? What do you want to save for the year as far as your investing is concerned or your retirement plan? What do you need to have on hand when you get back? And then if you're going to do this all over again this time next year, what will you need to have saved to be able to take that trip, to be able to do that traveling? So we set all of those goals and then we started to figure out, okay, what do you have and can we really make that work? Now, the other personal story I want to share is my own situation. Over the same weekend, I'm having this conversation with my daughter, and I'm going back through. I've, I'll tell you something. I've been married 30 years, and I always said that uh, you know the most stressful thing that people do is they buy a house. You got to some point, you know, make the deal, get the offer you want, pack up everything you own, and move somewhere else. Um, but I've been a parent. I've had teenagers, so uh, that could be that could be up there. Uh, but I learned this year that redoing your kitchen might be almost as stressful as as doing it as doing as uh, moving into a new house. And so while I'm having this conversation over the long weekend of Thanksgiving with my daughter, I'm going through my own personal finances, and I had set aside money for the kitchen, and it turned out great, by the way. But uh, what we did is, you know, there were deposits that were made. There was some work that got done in August and September. A lot of work got done in, in October and then a little bit in November. And I kind of lost balance a little bit. I felt I was a little out of balance as far as keeping track of my cash flow. Mm-hmm. And I thought we spent more than I had imagined, than I had expected. And so I went back through that and really wanted to see what exactly had happened there. And what I hadn't really thought about, and this is kind of back to that reflecting on your year, is 
Sherry, my wife and I had done some travel. We It was our 30th anniversary this year. We took a couple of trips. We did some things that we don't normally do or haven't normally done over the years. And that was really what I found was it wasn't more that we spent on the kitchen. It was more of doing things like that. And so I got myself financially organized first. I went through the spending and, and looked at those things and I wasn't really looking to set a goal. And what I discovered was I did something that I really enjoyed and that I believe Sherry and I would like to continue to do more of now that the kids are grown and we feel we have more time for that. And that wasn't really something that was on my radar to put a dollar amount to it. So for me, the financial organization brought me back to setting and thinking about some goals for next year and, and years to come. And it helped me to have a what matters most conversation with my wife about things we'd like to do together. Whereas my daughter was the other way around. We started about what is it? what are the goals? What are the things you're trying to accomplish? And then we tried to figure out do you already have enough money saved to to take this world travel, this trip you're planning to go on? And will you be in good position when you get back? And are you going to be able to save the money in your retirement plan over the course of 2023? So for her, we had the goals, and then we tried to get the finances organized and back into it. For me, I got myself organized and discovered some new goals and a new pathway forward. So there isn't a, a right way or wrong way, but I think what really matters there is that a conversation took place and we were able to uncover that, whether we started from goals and worked our way to the finances or whether I started from finances and then was able to start a conversation. How do you know where to start though? How do you know where to start? Well, part of it is I think you have to just be asking yourself very specific and, and asking yourself the right questions. And so for my daughter, in her case, she had a lot of balls in the air. She was thinking about where she was going to go and how she was going to map out this world travel plan. She has opportunities to do the seasonality work that she has at multiple places, but one for sure. Mm -hmm. And she's uncertain if that's the best one to come back to. And uh, and then back to the whole, you know, she just wants to be responsible and saving and investing. So she had a lot of things going up in the air and that was hard. So to your question is, how do you start? What we did is I just said, hey, let's just stop and let's just write down the things that really have to happen. You have to, you're taking this trip. You are going to come back from this trip and you're going to need to have something in the bank in order to be able to start off and go back into the seasonality work that you're going to be doing. And you want to be able to have uh, support that lifestyle that you're going to be in while working and then do some more travel after that. So when we broke out those three things, so where we started was we kind of removed a lot of the clutter. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and for me, uh, what I did was I just started to get things organized and I wasn't really sure what questions I was asking myself, I'm, you know, I am a financial planner. I've prepared and think about things. Like I said, the kitchen, we, we planned on doing the kitchen. I had the money set aside. It wasn't like somebody showed up and built a new kitchen and I said, oh gosh, you know, where are we going to get the money for that? So we had thought ahead of it. But for me, it was really just getting clarity of the picture and seeing what is it that we have and where do we want to, you know, is there something we want to do differently? or new with that, with any of that excess resources that we have. And that's, I think, where you start is you have to have that what matters most question conversation with, with someone, whether it's 
by yourself, sort of to yourself, or whether it's with, um, you know, whether it's with a, a, you know, your spouse, but you really have to find out what those couple of things are that are most critical. And then you can start to have a little more clarity rather than getting too much thinking all at once. What do you think makes this time of year a good time to actually sit down and do this planning? There is a seasonality to the end of the year. And what happens is you ask me, where do you start? And that's where people, you know, they just get so cluttered and, mm-hmm. and it's a lot of work. And, and we here as financial planners and as a professional office, that's a lot of what we do is help you bring that together. And we have ways and tools and things that we use to pull it all together. But the seasonality at the end of the year is this is a time when some of that work is done for you or it's more easily compiled by you. And if you think about it, your investment statement might show what you had at the beginning of the year and what you have at the end of the year, but it also probably shows things like what you contributed and how much you put in. And so you can really get some, you know, one full year data on that. And you started out by saying this is a discouraging year and and maybe people don't want to think about how their investments did this year. But if they had captured that snapshot at the end of the previous year and the year before that and the year before that, and you took a three-year perspective, if you had compiled that at the end of the year, uh, then you'd be able to say, well, yeah, this wasn't a great year, but if I look at where I was three years ago, not one year ago, I'm doing okay. And so that information is just automatically prepared for you. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of times the credit cards will do that. You can request a credit card. If they don't do it automatically, they'll just give you a summary of your spending And they do a pretty nice job of putting it into categories. And so you can see how much you spent at restaurants and how much you spent on airline tickets and how much you spent in different categories. And so that makes this a a good time of year simply because you're doing it when, when some of those things are prepared for you. Now, I feel you can do this at any time of year. What I personally did is I gathered my spending for the year in a tool, and I could have, uh, I could have done that at any time uh, and gone back six months or 12 months. But there's a, a degree of that that's happening, you know, happening all at once. And the other big part of this time of year is just time. I would have never had that conversation with my daughter if one, she wasn't home and visiting and spending time with us because it was the holidays. Two, I was taking some time away from the office and not working. And we were just in an environment where we were able to have time to reflect, time to have that conversation. And we wouldn't have done that if it was just a Tuesday or a weekend somewhere in the middle of the year. But this was a time when when we had the time and had the perspective uh, to really think about it. Now, you mentioned tools, that there are tools that can be used. What? Tell me more about tools and resources to, to get organized and to keep track of your spending. Yeah, well, believe it or not, I kind of dabble in different things just to try things out so I can tell clients or people some things I've tried if they want to give it a shot. But there are there are a number of, of budgeting software tools out there. Uh, one, one is called YNAB. You need a budget is what YNAB stands for. Uh, I'm dabbling with something called Pocket Guard right now. 
I believe Microsoft Money has uh, has reinvigorated their tool. That was one that was around years ago, Quicken. These are all ledgers or Mint is another one. They're, they're ways of keeping track of your spending. What I'll caution everyone about tools is I find two issues that I see with them is one is they tend to be more investment and net worth focused. And while that's not a bad thing, and that is an important thing to keep track of, and we certainly, in our primary planning elements that we talk about here at Good Financial Services, we that's part of your primary planning elements is a balance sheet. I find that the tools are more geared at keeping track of where your investments are going. And we, you know, we said this would have been a tough year to do that. Mm. And and I think that just keeping track of your spending and categorizing your spending is really what matters the most. That's where you're budgeting and making sure that you have enough to live on uh, and that you're not going beyond your means. But you know, our theme here is tell your boss I quit. And what happens when the paycheck ends? What is your lifestyle going to cost? And if you don't have a good handle on that, you're not going to be aware of whether or not you have the resources to continue in that lifestyle. And that's really what we're talking about. So these tools are uh, that keep track of your spending. Just think of it. You could use Quick or you could use Excel spreadsheet. Uh, you can use maybe your own bank has something. But I think what really matters is you want to use a tool. The one I was dabbling with was Pocket Guard. I just wanted something that I could give the, my spending categories. And so I could look at it. I I have a good idea. And most people that I work with, they generally, the credit card is so much a month usually, and my mortgage is this much a month and so forth and so on. But there's a lot of things in there that aren't quite cleanly categorized. Certainly the the details of a credit card. And so these tools help you see what that is. And it helps you identify, in my case, we spent more taking trips this year. And what I discovered is we can afford to do that. I didn't even think of it as something to be prepared for uh, and putting into the budget. And so that that was a helpful aha for me. Um, but it's also something that I want to be sure is part of our plan and our sustained lifestyle. So that's really where I think some of those tools are. The other thing about these tools is they are they can be free. They could be $50. They could be a certain amount a, a month. They're, they're generally not particularly expensive, but because of that, they are ad-supported. So they're going to suggest you go to a website to look for life insurance, or they're going to suggest that you try to open a, an investment account at a certain place and try to do things on your own. And Obviously, you know, as a financial planner, I think that it's important to work with a professional and have a sounding board. And I think that these tools make it seem like you can do everything on your own. But I, I believe if you use them to track your spending, that's where I would start. I would I would search for budgeting tools, not so much investment management tools. Mm -hmm. um, but those are the tools. And there, there's a couple that I would say uh, uh, that that often come up. As, as some of the top rated ones, uh, YNAB, Pocket Guard, I just dabbled with. Quicken has been around forever, but just something that works for you. But I think the keeping track of the spending is is so important. And you can also hire a professional. You know, sometimes we'll say, all right, just tell us what's on your credit card every month. And, you know, we can kind of look through one for you and say, well, this is where it went this month and use that as a rough idea. Uh, but that's what you want to do as far as 
tools. And I think that's very valuable information and really helps in conversation. Does it take a lot of time on an ongoing basis to keep track of spending? Well, if yes, my daughter, <laughs> she said, Dad, what do you even do it all day on that computer <laughs> when I was fiddling around over this weekend? Um, so there is a degree of, you know, it's minutia. There's a degree, it, it can be tedious. Uh, and so that's why I like the tools, the budgeting tools, are they generally will do a pretty good job of guessing and putting a category to something. And and again, since we're talking about planning going forward, instead of doing what I did, which was I went back six months and looked through a whole lot of things and spent a lot of time, and I was also just trying to determine if it was a tool I wanted to even make use of or, or tell somebody about giving a try. Um, so I was willing to do that. And we do some of that here in the office. Not everyone's going to be willing to do that, but these tools, so it can be tedious and time consuming, but once it's set up, it's not so hard to keep set up because then it automatically recognizes categories. And if you go to Wegmans, it knows that's groceries. And so on the other hand, if that just sounds like I'd rather, you know, poke my eyes out than do something like that. I'm not a financial planner. Uh, the tools are very good about downloading things as you go. And so I think just doing the current 30-day period, it could be something you do, you spend a little bit of time on maybe for the past 30 days and then the 30 days going forward. And you'll probably find in 60 to 90 days without too much work, you've got things set up. And a year from now, maybe that's your goal for 2023 is just to make sure you kind of stay on top of that. So a year from now, then you will have a good year's worth of data uh, that didn't take a lot of time. So if you want to know it all at once and be ready going into the new year, yeah, maybe you need to put in a little bit of time. If you want to make it a goal to be organized uh, in your spending and your budgeting and your your tracking, maybe that's your goal and won't take too long if you're willing to just do a little bit every month as you balance your book checkbook or however you go about it. You have a book, Tell Your Boss I Quit. Mm -hmm. What advice do you have for anyone who just might be thinking about going up to the boss and saying, I quit? <laughs> I'm out of here, right? I'm out of here. <laughs> well, first of all, I would say dream big. Don't let anything inside your head or what you think is on paper hold you back. Start start big. Um, but at the same time, don't leap without measuring. So imagine what you would like to do. And I'm trying to come up with the right word for it, but I have found that retirement is no longer ending work or ending earning a paycheck, but it's ending going to work for a company and getting that regular paycheck and the regular cash flow. And so find out, like I said, is know what you need to spend and what your lifestyle costs. And if you go back to my story, you might've thought your lifestyle didn't include taking a few trips and doing some special things like we did this past year. And, and now that I know that it is, I, I want to make sure that that cash flow is going to be there to support that. So you want to measure and know what things are. But at the end of the day, what it comes down to is the conversation I talked about that I had with my daughter and sort of self-reflected with myself. And that's a what matters most conversation. And what I would tell pe people who are ready to turn off the paycheck and tell their boss they're quit 
they they want to quit is what matters most and figure out what those things are and you will discover that you either have a much easier path in front of you because when you see what matters most and that those are the things that are going to be easy to accomplish financially it makes that decision so much easier on the other hand you might find I'm unwilling to sacrifice or give up some of those things and that's going to be a challenge or a risk in case my next endeavor doesn't work out and so I really think that you need to have that conversation that will then lead to what it is that you're going to need to support those so that goes back to your first question do you <laughs> set the goals and then organize your finances or do you organize your finances and set the goals I don't care which one you do first but you got to have that what matters most conversation and that's what I would say for 2023, start thinking about that, and then you'll be ready to know where to go from there. Of course, you could also just call Good Financial Services, reach out to us. We would love to have a conversation with you. This is what we do every single day is we talk to people who are contemplating trying something new, they're contemplating walking away from the job they've had for a long career. And that's really what it's all about. And that's really where we come in and help you have that conversation and determine, can you do the things you want to do, support the lifestyle you want to support, be able to have holidays and talk with your adult kids and maybe their kids about what they're doing. That's what we're here for. We want to help make sure that lifestyle can happen. So pick up the book, tell your boss I quit book.com to get a copy, uh, go to goodfinancial.com. That's our website. Uh, plug into our calendar if you want to have a conversation. Uh, we're here at uh, peter.gutekunst at raymondjames.com. Always happy to have a conversation. And at this time of year in particular, like I said, dream big and have a great new year. All right. And to know when Pete's next episode is ready for you, follow this podcast. If you find the information helpful, please share with friends and family. And thanks for being with us. Thank you for listening to Tell Your Boss I Quit. Click the follow button below to be notified when new episodes become available. To learn more about defining your financial purpose and how you can thrive and not sacrifice your spending in retirement, download Tell Your Boss I Quit by Pete Goodekinst. The information covered and posted represents the views and opinions of the host and or guests and does not necessarily represent the views or opinions of Raymond James. This content has been made available for informational and educational purposes only. The content is not intended to be a substitute for professional financial advice. Always seek the advice of your financial advisor or other qualified financial service providers with any questions you may have regarding your individual situation. Securities are offered through Raymond James Financial Services, Inc., member FINRA, and SIPC. Investment advisory services offered through Raymond James Financial Services Advisors, Inc. Goot Financial Services is not a broker, dealer, and is independent of Raymond James Financial Services. 